Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Engaging in Teaching and Learning, a podcast produced by the Virtual Learning Lounge, a network of online resources focused on teaching and learning at Las Cruces Public Schools. Through our interviews with LCPS staff, we want to celebrate what's happening in our district and learn more about how we can support all learners. I am your host, Jesse Perio. Thank you for being with us today. So I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, I have a group of amazing high school teachers from across the district, and they are joining me today to reflect on the 2021 school year. So despite the many challenges that we face this year, I think many people, especially this group, would agree that the challenges that we faced um, have made us better in many ways, uh, have made us better educators. Our guests today are Ty Frederick, Brandy Snyder, Juan Armijo, David Morales, Greg Mallory, and Tim Staley. So um, before we get started with our discussion, can each of you just give us a, a brief bio? What do you teach? Where do you teach? How long have you taught? Juan, can you start us out? Sure. Um, thank you, Jesse. My name is Juan Armijo. I am a social studies teacher at Mayfield High School. Uh, I also teach in the district's virtual learning academy program. I have been a high school teacher for 33 years. Uh, I just finished my 16th year at Mayfield, uh, hoping for more years beyond this. Uh, so that's about me. Cool, thank you. Brandy? Um, hi, I'm Brandy Snyder. Um, this is my fourth year at Cruces High, my 30th year teaching. Um, I've had every grade from sixth, actually up to university. I'm from Las Cruces. I've taught at Oñate, San Andres, um, now Cruces High, and I started out at actually MacArthur um, and then NMSU. And I'm really happy to be here. And I finally, after 20 years, I'm back in what my degree is in, which is theater arts, and I'm the new theater teacher at Cruces High. Thank you, Brandy. Greg, would you like to? Yes, sir. Uh, thank you again, uh, Mr. Jesse, for having me. This is year three for me at the castle um, at Oñate High School. Um, uh, I teach health occupations one. So pretty much all the freshman students, you know, some students or teachers, like, I don't want the freshmen. I love the freshmen. All righty. Um, I'm also the head JV football coach here um, and a varsity assistant football coach as well. And I'm an advisor. Um, for our HOSA program, which is the Health Occupations for Students of America. Just want to put a plug in there. We are the state <laughs> champions for this year, alrighty. Um, but yes, there's a little bit about me. Um, love what I do um, and love being here as well. Awesome. Thank you. You guys do have an awesome HOSA program. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. David? Uh, my name is David Morales. Thank you so much, Mr. Perio, for having me here today. Um, I'm in my I'm finishing up my 16th year at Mayfield High School. I teach in the Enlace program. I engaging Latino communities for education. Um, love that work, and I also work for VLA. And I am the varsity assistant coach for the girls' soccer program at Mayfield High School. Also, awesome. Thank you, David. Ty. Hi, I'm Ty Frederick. I am the director of bands at Las Cruces High School. Uh, this is actually my third year at Las Cruces High. I've been teaching band for the last 13 or 14 years. Um, I've taught every grade level from six through 12. Um, and 
just happy to be a bulldog. And since Greg said it, I'll say, I'll say it to the Las Cruces high school band this year was the uh, state honor band. So we're excited to uh, have that on our resume uh, as a band program. So I want to thank everyone for being here. Awesome. Thank you, Ty. And last but not least, the man with the master mic. Hey, hey, everybody. (laughs) My name is Tim Staley. Jesse, thanks for inviting me. I came to Las Cruces from the deep south to study poetry right at uh, the turn of the century and started teaching college at that time and then got hired at the castle at Onyate around 2008 and uh, teach English and creative writing and um, anything and everything to do with poetry. And I'm so happy to be here today. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. So um, one of the questions I'm going to just start out with is not necessarily a a reflecting question, but I want to hear from you all um, about some of the activities that you're doing in your classes with your kiddos um, since we've been back full as much as we can be um, after the fully remote. Because I know a lot of teachers are are being like super innovative, creative with creating, you know, really hands-on experience with with the students. So um, if, if each of you can kind of share some of the activities that you've done that you're really proud of that you think are really working well, um, we would love to have you do that. And at this point in time, just feel free to chime in, um, jump in whenever you please. I won't call on you. <laughs> I'll go. Thank you, Ms. Snyder. So the most technically challenged person probably here, um, it's been really hard before COVID I, I have lots of social media. I don't know how to do it. The kids have made all my social media for me. And usually I have to call them to tell me what my password is. But this time with theater, I was able to put TikTok in and some Snapchat in and some Instagram. And now I'm trying to figure out Discord. I could kill them for that one. So we've got all of this. Um, some of the kids that didn't come back, that part's been hard because they're still filming at home. And they're filming at school, and it was, it's been really funny because a kid will be on a phone where in, back in the days, you can remember a teacher saying, put your phone down. I'm like, oh, no, there's a kid on that phone. That phone is a kid, and that kid's acting, and so we're having to turn volume up, and they're acting to a phone. The kids have come up with some amazing stuff. And um, one of my Sunshine Kids, we have some, a special needs group, and he's the first one that figured out on the lighting board something called um, epidemic sound. So we've got fart sounds and neck cracking and back cracking. This school used to be known for melodramas. So I thought if I kept it simple and melodramas throughout the thing and the kids are coming to life with it. And even the kids who I thought wouldn't do anything, the minute they heard laughter, anybody laughing, just somebody walking through going, oh my gosh, you're goofy. They've got wigs on now. The boys are putting dresses on. I've got old lady wigs. Everybody's doing it. And I'm, I'm just so impressed with them. It's been really hard once we went face to face to kind of keep the kids engaged at home. But now I'm getting calls on my Instagram going, Snyder, start the live Zoom so we can see what the kids are doing. I'm like, oh my God. So I walk around now all the time with my phone plugged in because it keeps draining it. But um, I've learned a lot this year. And I thank God for the internet. And thank God for meeting our Miho now because now he can like technically shoot this stuff when I keep knocking all my computers down. <laughs> that is awesome, Ms. Snyder. <laughs> you know, um, I'll chime in real quick here. One of the things that I've continued to try to do in person is to try and give the kids that stayed online. And uh, most of my kids actually stayed online. I have my class size averages about 33 and I only have about seven kids who in each class have chosen to come in person. And I expected that, I have all seniors. And so what I've been trying to do is 
provide the same, even though I'm not live Zooming with online, I've been trying to provide all the same content and material for the online kids that I'm doing in the class. And I've and the, bi the big change, the big positive thing, I teach AP US government. And one of the features that I, in my class that I so, think is so important is discussion and dialogue. And I found that to be so difficult on Zoom this year. It was just, that was to me, that was the biggest challenge was trying to get discussion and dialogue on issues and things with kids. I tried so many different ways. And in the in-person, even with the small group, we've been doing it a lot. And so I think that's been the most positive thing where I've seen kids discuss, debate, disagree, and all that kind of stuff among themselves. So to me, that's been the most positive because uh, May 14th, my students are gone. And so this is the end for the ones that are in person. And so it's, so at least they've been able to come, the ones that, and, and the ones that have chosen to stay online, they've done it for a lot of reasons, which is positive because a lot of my kids became 18 year old voters and young adults during their senior year. And they have chosen to do things as beginning members of our community in their lives instead of coming back in person. And that's okay. Interesting. I noticed a lot of my seniors took jobs too, and they were waiting for me to get mad at them, Mr. Armijo. And I'm like, no, it's, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. The speech, you make your choices. Melodrama, I want to hear what you told your boss. I want to see your OSHA test. Did you put the right shoes on when you went to work in that kitchen? And they're like, that counts. And I was like, yeah, that counts. It's the, the resumes too. They all turned them in. They said, can we use these for real? And I was like, yeah. I didn't want to tell them about that whole application thing that nobody ever wants to see your resumes anymore. They want you to fill out 72 pages of an application that no one will ever look at. I didn't tell them that. They'll be fine. We'll have resumes. Hey, y'all, I can share a breakthrough. I had a really great assignment. You know, I said I'm focusing on poetry. And one thing that poetry does, it sometimes annoys readers, but it takes risks with ambiguity. It takes risks with ambiguity that no other form of writing does. And believe it or not, it's hard to get students to, to do that. Like they can follow lots of examples, but actually asking them to like risk not being understood. And all these years I had said that, uh, hey, y'all remember, you don't have to make sense. I always told them that. I said, one thing about poetry, it doesn't have to make sense, but they, they never believed me and they always made sense. And here comes the breakthrough that I had this year. I finally decided to fully embrace nonsense. So we had a lot of fun showing them the lineage of nonsense from, uh, of course, like going back to James Joyce, Finnegan's Wake or Jabberwocky, which, which has been taught a lot in school, Hugo Ball um, and the Dada movement, scat, jazz, and even up to mumble rap. So we got some Takashi 69 got some of the mumble rappers in there. And I was making the argument for nonsense. Uh, and we even dabbled in the fact that sometimes um, people speak in tongues and in some religions to speak in a tongue is to speak the language of God. And that's not, that's beyond language. So we were uh, just going all over the place. And then uh, of course it was time for them to try to uh, not make sense. And this, the assignment was you must create nonsense and you can do it either in the Jabberwocky style where you use a familiar pattern like a knight in armor killing a monster, or you go straight Dada wild Hugo ball 1920 style. And I, I can honestly say it was, it was consistently the best 
poetry I've ever gotten from any student ever, because all of a sudden they, they were truly free. In fact, the instructions were to risk ambiguity. And the work that I got back, it looked more like modern poetry than any batch mm. of student work. It looked like stuff that, that, that the poets of that's getting published today are writing. Cause the, uh, and so I just had such a great time. And then I, I knew I was onto something. And I, then the next assignment was for them to reflect on what it was like to write nonsense. So now I've, I've got, I got tons and tons of um, just responses. And some of them said they loved it, it was easy. Some of them actually said it was hard to not make sense. But just the fact that they went through that motion mentally, I think it, uh, it, was, it was great. And uh, I only have four years left till I retire, but man, I'm happy to have stumbled in nonsense here for the last six. Uh, I'm definitely gonna repeat it. That was awesome. That is fantastic. Um, and that ties in kind of to what I'm talking about, because my kids want to know what they need to do in order to get the grade, instead of trying to learn the stuff, right? What do I need to do in order to get the grade? And I'm always like, oh, I don't know. What do you think? And they get really upset with that. Um, some of the things that we're doing, um, luckily, and Lassie was able to get us this little camera called an OBSBOT tiny and it's dope so you can actually train it to track you in the classroom so it moves around so i'm actually live streaming all my classes now my kids that are online will come in they'll kick it not always sometimes i have one sometimes i have five but if they want to like if they're having trouble with the instructions for the assignment they can actually jump in on a live zoom watch me as i'm teaching you know they're they're on the speaker so if they ask a question the entire class hears it and then we respond and they get it back um the project the stuff we're working on right now is um we're working with um story um and we're recording interviews um we just did our practice interview so they interviewed their homies and they asked five questions whatever and then we had to sit down and talked about all right whose story is worth remembering who do you want to ask? What is, is there a family story that you've always wanted to, to like hang on to and save forever? Because these stories will be saved in the Library of Congress. And because they can set the privacy setting, they can actually save it so that it's completely private unless they share the link with somebody. So not everybody's going to hear it. So they're, they're either capturing moments in high school with their, with their besties, or they're asking grandma and grandpa, or they're asking that uncle that went to war, you know, and these are some incredible thoughts that, that they're starting to dig through. Once they did the practice run and they posted it and they were able to see what it looked like, all of a sudden they're really energized about, yeah, I'm going to talk to my mom about what it was like to have me. Those are the stories I'm really interested in hearing. And I really like it because it's a really great relationship building activity. You have to, like Mr. Staley said, you have to be vulnerable and you have to be able to give up a little bit and it's okay to be wrong, whatever that looks like, but they don't know that there's no wrong answer. So that's even better. So yeah, it's dope. I'll go ahead and hop on in. Um, so as I teach a health occupations class, um, one big thing is not 
every single student in my class wants to be into the health field. Um, so there is that, you know, component of the class where it's really trying to just hone in on a lot of soft skills, right? Like communication, um, leadership skills and those things. I mean, one awesome way that I got the students involved and, in, you know, in regards to discussions, because of course, when we're zooming it up, you know, you don't see any faces. Um, and it's kind of like, oh my goodness, these kids aren't paying attention. But I started to use the poll, um, the little polling, um, I, I don't know what you want to call it, but I use the polls a lot um, through my Zoom classes. And all of my students, it was really awesome. I mean, I had um, one of my biggest classes, like 31 students um, in that class. 31 students all polled. Um, so that let me know, you know, students were engaged. And that was my big, big, um, you know, my big word that I have for this year as, you know, I wanted my students to be engaged, whether that was coming to class, whether that was emailing me, um, texting me, whatever that looked like. Um, and I felt like that has been a big deal. You know, a lot of students now, if they miss an assignment, they know that they have to reach out to me through email. So, you know, they've had to become more of a young adult at the end of the day. As I told them, teachers are not going to come knocking on your doors um, for you to turn in that work. So I, I have loved that piece of it. Um, I've also thrown out taking your regular test. Um, what I have done, and I've done this my first year teaching, because I mean, this is only year three for me. It's all new to me. But Kahoot, I don't know if any of you all do the Kahoot. But this year has been phenomenal when it comes to testing um, through that because these, these students have already been stressed out, right, over the whole pandemic and everything that's going on. So why would I want to stress them even more in regards to giving them a test on paper or on Canvas um, at the end of the day? Um, so it has been really, really awesome to bring that into the classroom. Um, as well as having, because I'm doing the in-class as well as Zooming as well. So it's been really, really awesome for the students. You know, um, they're super competitive. I've been kind of like Oprah, you know, and they, whoever gets first and second, you get extra credit, you get extra credit, you get extra credit. If you turn your camera on, you get extra credit too. Um, so a lot of students have been responding to that. Um, a lot more cameras um, definitely have turned on uh, within the last few weeks, but it's just been awesome, you know, just to continue students to be engaged and telling them like, hey, I'm only one of seven. Um, so if you all could continue to do what you're doing in this class and your other classes, even when students are turning in work, I mean, they're actually recording themselves like, hey, Mallory, I did this. Here you go, um, which is really, really awesome. So um, we have just we've overcome. We have adapted um, to this new world. But I, I can definitely tell you students have, you know, understood it and they have been engaged within, you know, this crazy pandemic that we're going through right now. Absolutely. You know, that's, I love that Greg was talking about like student leadership and stuff. Cause that's the, the hardest thing for us. And, and Brandy's probably in the same boat too, a little bit in a performing arts framework in a performing arts class. I mean, we're used to nothing but group work. I mean, that's all we do all day, every day. Um, and now all of a sudden we, we were shoved onto a computer screen where it, it's no longer group work. It's now individual work um, to the point where we've had to record concerts and it's one kid playing their part and that's it. That's all the kids ever heard. And so the, the coolest thing was when we first came back and we got to be in person um, and we've been really lucky. I know somebody was mentioning that they, you know, they've got mostly seniors, so they don't have a lot of kids back in person. We were lucky that we have almost 70% of our band students that came back in person. And so now we're like, 
we're almost, it's almost like almost back to normal, not quite normal, but it's close. And man, that first day, just seeing the kids eyes light up when they got to hear someone else play with them was huge. It was just so awesome. See these kids like engage in stuff. And then for those kids that are staying home, the coolest thing that we get to do is now we're like, okay, we're going to work on this. We just record the kids playing in, in school. So the kids that are in person are the instructional model for the kids that are at home. And so then we just send those videos out. So instead the kid just, now the kids get to play with their friends. It's on a video, but they still get that concept. Um, and some of the cool stuff that we're going to do now that we're back in person, we're going to have some leadership seminars. We're going to bring in some guests and stuff like that and, and really kind of like finish out the year in, in sort of hopefully a special way for the kids since they just had, they haven't had an opportunity to have something special. So um, but that's kind of what we're doing in, in trying to engage the students both in person and at home and fingers crossed, we'll put on a concert at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody. Cause that's... I'm trying to get people in. I'm trying to figure out 25% of the theater. And now I've got parents calling going, can I see this show they're doing? I'm like, uh, on zoom, don't come in yet. I have no idea who to ask. Everything's and... live streamed on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we can't do that, right? <laughs> we don't have copyright. It's okay. Uh, well, not even copyright. It's the oh no, the kids told me, no, miss, now you can put me on social media. I have a mask on. You don't know who I am. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Mallory, so, you need to try so um, quizzes. I just found it this year. I love Kahoot, but the new one is quizzes. I'll try and send you a link to it. it it's really cool. Yes. Um, Sorry, Ms. Snyder, make, make sure you send me a link to that. Um, and I'll put that link in the show notes for this okay. episode. Go ahead, Mr. Mallory. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, yes, in anything, I think that is awesome. I mean, like I said, anything that can keep their stress level down um, and can help them, you know, ultimately learn at the end of the day. Because I tell the students, that's what it's about. You know, these tests are, it's, it's show what you know um, at the end of the day. And, you know, yes, yeah, so any anything you want to send my way, Miss Brandy, I'd love it. Yes, ma'am. And that's, that's exactly where I wanted to transition. Um, you know, Greg, you mentioned Kahoot. Snyder, <laughs> you just gave us that tool. Uh, I wanted to ask this group to kind of share with, with the audience a strategy, a tool, a resource, um, and you could share more than one if you want, uh, a technique that you kind of picked up on this year. You either had to, you were forced to because we were remote learning, um, you just tried something new that you definitely are planning to use moving forward um, in the future. Can you all share some more, Ms. Snyder? Canvas. I'm doing Canvas because when those kids are sick, that stuff is there. I hated it when I worked at the university, but let's be honest, I had very small classes. I just had to do a little bit. The, the foreign students were always there. And as a student in MSU, I hated Canvas even more. But now when a kid is sick, God forbid, or they can't come, or their parents have taken them on a two-week trip during the school year, it's like, well, it's on campus. I don't care where you are, you can do it. Because I think we have actually, in the whole world, come to the conclusion, you don't have to have everybody on the highways at eight in the morning. You can actually do some stuff on your phone. And the technical, because I, most of you, I've worked with a lot of you, you know I've been griping about it for years. They need computers. And now they all have one. And the schools that kept saying, oh, no, they only have the computer lab. And now we've got impersonal ones. And yes, it's been a pain to get them up and running. But man, when they're up and running and having the kids even face-to-face, they break that stuff out. And they're like, miss, I can find it right now. Let me Google it. Let me do this. I'm like, there you go. And they're showing me. It's been amazing. And these are technical things that they can use in the real world. 
you know, unless aliens land or something, but we're fine. I think this whole technical thing is great. And it's showing them the phone too. They showed me the scanner on the phone. I think it's, it's pushed the kids so much further that they're going to be an amazing workforce coming up. I've only seen, well, I have seen some of the bad, yes, but even the bad for some of my kids, man. My school, I'm at an amazing school. My admin is phenomenal. I think they may be insane and losing it because you said nobody goes to the door knocking to asking for those things. My admin goes to the door. Did you eat food? Do you need stuff? We will come and get you. And they're just working overtime. So I really think our kids not only know that they're loved, but even if they're falling on hard times, our school has stepped up. Um, I came back to work with this lady and I love Donate. I love Shopcon, but I wanted to work with Ranga and I'm just watching them. And Perio, I had already seen as a teacher. And now to see him as a principal, it's just been really, really nice to know that even the kids that are having a bad time and couldn't do this digital thing, I don't have to worry about it because I know admin has it. So I can just do what admin says and then the kids can help. And the kids have been, oh, just and spectacular. Some of you, some of the others, do you have some? tools, resources, strategies? Yeah, I was able to um, introduce some tools uh, from some organizations that support social studies teachers in through Zoom. Uh, one of them that I did uh, that was really successful that in actually in the classroom was not when we did it as a group, but on Zoom, it really was. I used this tool that the George Washington Teacher Institute showed me when I went to Mount Vernon one summer. Uh, for a teacher program and it's called Be Washington and it's a leadership simulation of George Washington. You have different simulations. And I did it on Zoom uh, in this, this year. In, uh, I've done it in the classroom and it's been just like, eh, you know, there, everyone's there in the room, we're doing it. On Zoom, everybody, it, for some reason, it took its own life in the Zoom room and the kids really got into it through Zoom more than I observed in the, in the classroom. And so uh, a lot of kids afterwards told me that was a really cool tool that you did. And, and I've, been, I've been working a lot with the GWTI George Washington Teacher Institute. And I'll, I'm gonna brag because when they found out that I was doing it, they featured me in their winter magazine that goes to all the donors to Mount Vernon. So, so Mayfield High School, and we were, we were featured in that magazine over the winter for Mount Vernon for using B Washington in the classroom. B is in B, B E Washington. Yeah, it's a cool leadership. It's a, it, it's, it teaches kids the leadership skills of Washington in different scenarios and they can help make decisions. Well, hey, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, going back to something that Mr. Frederick was talking about in the band and the, that day, the first day that all the kids were back playing live. One thing about uh, playing music with people in, in real time is that it's hard not to be in the moment at any level of music from garage band to, to professional musician. Like it's hard to play music with other people and not be in the moment. So I just really celebrate the, the, that, that happiness that comes in the moment. And I guess what I mean by that is the students not getting too fired up or concerned about the future or too uh, anxious or sad about something that happened in the past. They're sort of for a second escaping that. And I try to uh, bring that into my classroom with the mindfulness meditation. You know, many years ago, the district was trained on mindfulness. We, it was part of our PD and uh, that, that really 
stuck to me. You know, um, I, I, I present it like this to my students. I, I do tell them that like, no one can force you to meditate. And I'm not saying you have to meditate. And even if you're not ready to meditate, that's totally fine with me because what I'm doing is introducing this concept to you. And that may, and you, and maybe later in life, uh, who knows what you're going to want or, or what, what you're going to want some relief from. And I tell them that I'm the king of getting really angry when people used to tell me I should meditate. I mean, everybody told me I should meditate. Mama, daddy, therapist. I mean, everybody. I mean, even the minister was like, you know, I think you should meditate. And it was just like, and I was like, you don't tell me, you don't tell me nothing. And like people meditate <laughs> when they're ready, when they're ready. And, and um, I really appreciate all those people kind of trying to introduce it to me early in life, even, even though I wasn't ready. But however, there are some kids that, that, that do that do really um, like it. And before I tell you that, uh, I wanted to give you some resources. Just if you want to just try a guided meditation, um, you could search UCLA guided meditations. And there's just several online from um, UCLA. And then there's this app Calm, which offers free, it's free to teachers. That's, and uh, that's, that gives you guided meditations every day. Um, and what I do, I just typically lead my students in it as I've been doing it so long. I just lead, lead them in a meditation and 10 minutes or so. And then at the end, I always ask them, uh, you know, how, raise your hand if you feel any better, if you feel any better and uh, even 1% better. <laughs> and um, there's never been a time that a few of the students didn't raise their hand. And then I'm just like, all right, everybody look at these kids. Like these are some of your peers telling you they feel better. This isn't, this isn't me, you know, in here. Uh, this isn't my thing. I mean, I didn't tell that kid to say he feels better. He, he, he's just being honest. She's just being honest. And so um, I'm going to continue to do that. And I did that on the Zooms as well. You know, we did, we did uh, meditations on the Zooms. And because um, I think as we've talked about with the pandemic, the, the students, some of them are so scarred from the pandemic, some seniors, they're not even looking forward to graduation, like they, the May 14 day, they, they've been They've had such a hard year that it's not this normal race to the end, as I've seen in all my years of teaching. And so because for whatever reason, I mean, they all have different reasons, but the mindfulness meditation, it's like it tries to create a space where they can just be like that band playing those playing that music. They could just be kind of in that moment, in this case, focusing on their breath and not the um, conductor's uh, baton. But anyway, thank you. Daily, one of the kids put that calm thing on my phone. I didn't oh, even know sweet. It. No, it's not sweet. They're like, Ted, we've been telling you to calm down. Now it's on your phone. Go to it. See, she's not ready. Snyder's not ready. Now, Snyder, <laughs> it's okay. Like, you still have time, and it's okay. I don't judge you. I still like you. And at one point and later in life, you'll be ready. I'm glad that we had this whole talk, and I'm glad your student put it on your phone. See, Brandy, that's why I don't let the kids touch my phone. <laughs> This live zooming, they gave me that cool thing. Armia was talking. No, Mallory, one of y'all was talking. No, Morales was talking about that follows you. <laughs> Have y'all seen the size of the cedar? Now it's not as big as Oñate's, but I can't get that thing to follow me. It's got to go with me to the stage room, to the makeup rooms, to the costume room, to the lighting booth. So now I've got a kid going and I'm averaging 20,000 steps a day. I'm just saying I should be a lot skinnier. I'm getting mad about that. But yeah, that, that follow thing is cool, Morales, if you're staying in one room. It's not good if you're moving. Yeah. So if you have, um, go ahead. I, I was going to say a couple of the things that we've done, um, we really tried to be a little bit more mindful about the fact that students, and particularly in the online environment before we came back to school, were, I mean, they were struggling with school in, in general. So a lot of the times, like we would do, um, I know Greg was talking about like Kahoot and stuff like that. Um, 
we would do on like the Wednesdays, it was supposed to be like the, the homework day where we really didn't have live Zooms. We would do something where the kids would come visit us around lunchtime and we would just do a, a Kahoot and do like 80s music or 90s music, just do something fun. Just And the kids dug it like they to the point where we when we first came back to class or first advisory class um, that we had half the kids were like, can we just play Kahoot? And so we played Kahoot for about 30 minutes and just did random quizzes. Um, one of the things that we'll probably keep using, and I, I'm not sure how we'll plug this in in person, but um, we got really big into Nearpod um, and, and integrating Nearpod in, in Canvas to the point where we would just run class through a Nearpod. Um, and, and it's got a lot of cool, it's, it's got a lot of cool stuff that works. And it's one of the few things that we found that work, not just as an educational integration resource, um, that it works for performing arts too. It, 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 it has that mobility enough and flexibility enough to, to work in different areas. Um, and so it was, it was really cool to where, you know, we could throw YouTube videos in and have kids listen to things and respond in real time um, or watch it, watch the whole Nearpod and do the whole Nearpod as an assignment on their own and, and still gauge their responses. So it was kind of a really cool, um, cool integration that we used this year. Awesome, yeah, that, I, I've observed quite a few um, teachers using Nearpod. And I'm always amazed of all the cool stuff that, that they do through through Nearpod and they place that on Canvas. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Brandy, like Canvas, for those of us who weren't Canvas users or those teachers who weren't Canvas users, man, Canvas is a powerful tool. So um, kind of a as we kind of wrap this up, I wanted to throw out there and get from each of you, um, what would be one, one good thing that I, I, and there may be more than that, but what, what's one thing that really stands out in your mind as a good thing that came out of this year, either for you as a teacher, students, um, trying to just end on, and you guys have been great about being positive and sharing, reflecting. I'll go. Um, so I, I really felt like I was stinking it up this year as a teacher. Like I just felt it, right? You know? seeing all the names on the screen and, and, and not getting the, the conversations I'm used to getting in the classroom and all that, even though my kids were really forthcoming. Um, I had one class who, I don't know if you guys seen it on social media where they put up the signs mm -hmm. like that, and I lost it. And it was incredible. They all like, hey, we got something to tell you. And I was like, oh, man, you haven't said anything all class. <laughs> <laughs> man, what's going on? And they all unmuted their cameras with their little signs. And, and it was it was a, a really an inspiring moment for me. It really made me feel like, all right, at least there's that, right? So I was really, really grateful for that. And, you know, learning how to continue to build relationships, even in that environment, that became more important to me than the content than anything else, because then I could identify. And even then, you know, for all the successes that we have, you know, I still remember those one or two kids that I wish I, I need to get them back. But that's normal. But, you had that yeah. anyway. It's just an, yeah. it's a flip. I got you. Yeah. 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 Thanks. I would say dad jokes. All right. If you don't use them. Okay. I just want to <laughs> let you all know 
This has been one of the best things that has happened. I was always asking myself, what is something really, because like I said, my biggest theme this year was engagement. How can I get these kids engaged? How do I get them to understand that we are still here? We're not going anywhere at the end of the day. Um, but it was the dad jokes. I mean, there are a lot of awesome little weird dad jokes that I just came into the Zoom world. I would end the Zoom world with that, right? Because they were at the beginning, you know, some students would leave, you know, a little early and you would hear that just annoying noise. Like, oh my goodness, like I'm not even done yet. But um, at the end, I would tell them like, hey, I've got a dad joke, hang out for that. And then before I knew it, students were coming in with their own dad jokes at the end of the day. And that's something that's still happening um, to this day, but it, it just let me know that the students were engaged. Um, like Mr. Ty was saying, you wanna have these students have fun because that's what brings them back. And on top of that, once you connect with them, because that is another huge theme, connecting with them, whether it's in person or via Zoom, um, you know, they're there all the time. They're reaching out to you. They're emailing you constantly because as we know, students do not check their emails like they should. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> has definitely been something um, that has changed. So I definitely wanna open that up to all the teachers in the districts, okay? tell a dad joke at least one before May 24th. I'm telling you, it will change the environment. It will change the vibe and your students will love you for it. I use them in every day in my warmup, <laughs> every day. And they like wait for it. And then they groan about it, but then they laugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, David, I'll, find it next week. I'll send you how it goes. D David, you have to share with our audience. I know you put it in the, the chat, but you got to give the audience one, one good dad joke. Where do you learn to make a banana split? Where? Sunday school. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's cool. All right, I'm going to try. I'll try this week. You know, uh, one thing that I, that, that I that professionally this year that I think to me, was uh, something that was very rewarding, surprising, <laughs> was um, everybody, all of my peers, everyone here in our podcast, and we were all first year teachers again. Oh yeah. Uh, we, we, I mean, I remember being a first year teacher. That was cake compared to this year. And we were all first year teachers. And every week when our department met and our PLC met, everything we were going through, we were all experiencing it together. And we were, it, to me, that was like, wow, we have something in common uh, this year because we're all experiencing the same thing. So I thought that was good. Yep. I like how Mallory said nobody checks their email because I know I was bad at it before this year. And I started opening up each class. I was like, all right, everybody. Now we're going to open our emails. We'll all go through the first 10. And they're like, what? And it was great because you still have the kids going, what? They emailed me. I said, you got 5,000 emails there from one teacher. Miss, I don't go to that teacher's class. I said, I know. So now we all open emails. It's just a bell ringer now. Stupid email. <laughs> I'd just like to end uh, to any of the teachers listening to this. I just want to uh, say that I'm rooting for y'all as we wrap up this year. And, and uh, I, I hope and wish that you're able to have some of those moments, those little tiny intimate moments where even through the mask, as we've talked about, a little spark of a relationship is built and you get to get inside the mind of the students. And that's why we're, it's what we like the most about the job is the, the personality of these young people and 
Uh, and I wish that all of you guys can have those moments and, and uh, appreciate them when they come, which I'm sure you will. Oh, yes. Very good. Okay, stop with the jet dad Mr. joke. I think I have to put them everywhere. <laughs> Mr. Frederick? Um, man, I feel bad following Tim because that was really that was really profound and, and deep. And so I don't I don't have that. I just teach band. So um, but I, you know, one of the things that I take away from this is the 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 independence that that a lot of the students and myself have. Like um, I mean students had to record themselves playing and send it to someone and you never know how I had so many kids send me an email that says I I don't know how to attach something to an email and so they they had to learn and they had to learn how to convert video and audio files and do all of this stuff that they they just never we we should teach but we never really taught because we didn't have to and so, so now I think, I mean, it's a skill that, that these students have and that we can still utilize, you know, um, we actually had a student being on a podcast. It was really funny that turned in an entire assignment in as a podcast and it was hilarious. It was the coolest thing in the world. So That's I'm going to keep awesome. making, I'm going to make this kid make more podcasts because it was awesome. <laughs> that is really cool. The troubleshooting what? and the critical thinking that they've all come up with has just been amazing. Yep. Well, group, um, so you'll be, you'll be getting another invite from me. Um, I'm going to get this group back together and do another podcast because we're, we're about out of time. And I had 14 questions. We got three of them, but <laughs> you all gave, gave the audience some awesome stuff. And I, I greatly appreciate all of your, your insight, your reflection, your positivity. You guys have been awesome. This one is, this has been a blast today. So so thank you. Um, anybody, just final words before, before I close? It it's nice going to be you. all right. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Perio. Thank you, Mr. Perio. Thank you for having us. All teachers across the district, keep your heads up. All right, keep your heads up because when those students see your heads up, they keep theirs up as well. So keep doing what you're doing. We're Absolutely. Almost, we're almost done. Absolutely. Mr. I got Mallory, a final like question that. for you. I got a final question for you, Mr. Perio. Um, are we going to get credit for this? Yes. You. <laughs> teach point hours. I'm going to, I'm going to be able to give you all some teach point hours. That's the, uh, <laughs> the new credit. teacher currency. So yeah, yeah. it's like, cause I, I just want to know what to do for the grade. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. See, I tell you, <laughs> man. Hey, what do I got to do, man? I just want to do whatever I need to do. Can I, I want to be like, I want to be like Greg, my videos on <laughs> Well, hey, can, can I take a group picture? Absolutely. I did that with all my classes and that's the only time they turned on their cameras. All right, I need <laughs> to take a group picture. And they would like turn them on and oh, I got the ready. <laughs> you better hurry, three, two, one. <laughs> all right, thanks guys. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Bye. Bye guys. All right, see you later. Thank you so much and um, Listeners, we want to thank you for joining us today as well. We look forward to listener feedback on today's show. Please follow VL2LCPS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And please share feedback on the podcast and any ideas for future episodes on our social media platforms. You can also reach out to us at VL2LCPS.net and provide feedback or ideas for future episodes there as well. 
Thanks so much for listening today, and we will see you next time.